Welcome to the Thrifters Podcast, a show all about the weird, wonderful, and sometimes challenging world of selling vintage. I'm your host, Amanda Walker Story. Whether you're a buyer, a seller, collector, or just learning about vintage, this is the show for you. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, Thrifters. It's your host, Amanda Walker Story. Hello. How are you? I am doing great. I have to say, you know, the weather has taken a turn. We had a bit of a false spring and I got really excited because it was warm and I could go out without a jacket on and everything's blooming and it's gorgeous. And I started getting a little, a little excitement about yard sales. I love yard sales. I have been going to yard sales since I was a small child, like since forever, let's be honest. And then it started raining again this week. And I was like, grr, shaking my fist at Mother Earth. Like, yeah, I, look, we're supposed to be like, oh, we're so grateful for the rain. Thank you so much. We need it. We need it. But here in California, we have actually had like a lot of rain. We had a really crazy long winter. There's a lot of rain. We've had enough rain. Just saying, we're good. We're good for a while. <laughs> But I think aside from, yeah, just the general, uh, like annoyance I have at rain, it's dark, I get I get really unmotivated. I was like, the yard sales are postponed. And I'm getting really excited about yard sale season. And I'm going to say I'm gonna lump yard sales and like rummage sales and church sales and parking lot sales, all of those kinds of outdoor sales. I'm just gonna call it a general term of yard sales. So you know, as we've been talking about various ways to source vintage, um, yard sales is a viable option. Now, I will preface this by saying it does depend on where you live. I know that there are some areas like specifically cities, like densely packed cities that probably don't have very good yard sales. But where I live, we've got some good, good some good yard sales, to be honest. So, you know, depending on where you live, a yard sale may not be a viable option, but because they are a viable option where I live, I'm going to talk about them today. So, so far we've talked about thrifting, of course, the namesake of the podcast. We've talked about estate sales. Let's talk about yard sales. So they typically start up when the weather starts getting nice again. Yay. And um, where do you find out, like, where do you find information about yard sales? I um, actually usually rely on Ben, my husband, for this. He's really good at tracking down yard sales that look interesting. It takes a little bit more uh, legwork and deciphering and reading between the lines to find good yard sales, but he's really good at it. I know he looks uh, on Craigslist for yard sales. He looks on Facebook Marketplace for yard sales. And then, of course, you look around and look for signs, like locally, like handwritten signs that tell you where a yard sale is happening, the time, the address, you know, all all that kind of stuff. So that's typically what we do. And he's really good at it. He usually wakes up in the morning pretty early. He's like a 530, like a 5, 530 or I'm a little later. But if he, you know, if we're in yard sale season and, uh, it's a Saturday morning or sometimes a Friday morning, he'll get up and he'll just take a peek and see what sort of yard sales might be happening that day. And by the time I get up, he'll be like, oh, there's a couple of yard sales. And I'm like, ah, yes, tell me more. (laughs) So anyway, 
that's where he looks for them. And, um, you know, of course, we scope out pictures. You kind of zoom in and see if there's anything of interest. If there are some old looking things, chances are we're going to check it out. And he likes to go for uh, Halloween stuff, monster stuff, sometimes toys. And um, just as an example of a really good yard sale we went to last summer, he was like, there's a yard sale happening. He's like, they have a bunch of like really old percolators, old toys, bikes, stuff that just was like, you know, in our sort of, uh, in, in our realm of interest. And it was going to start at like eight in the morning, I think. And so we showed up and there was actually a line, which doesn't often happen with yard sales, but there was a line because it was in like a a church yard that had an iron gate and they opened the gate and like, we all went running in and Ben found the things that he wanted right off the bat, the things that he had seen in the photos that he was interested in. And then once that's, again, that frenzy of the the initial moment, the competition wears down, you have a a couple seconds to kind of slow down and be like, okay, let me check this out. We ended ended up getting like a bunch of cool vintage toys, a lot of which Jet absorbed into his collection. And just like we got a vintage bike, like really, really cool stuff. So that was an example of like a morning I woke up and he's like, we're doing this. And I was like, yes, I love that. I love waking up. And being in a relationship with someone who is going to tell you that today you're going to do the thing you love to do. And they are like, so there for it too. And just as excited as you are. It's such a gift. I feel extremely grateful that my husband and I share a passion for old things, weird things, thrifting, yard sales, all that stuff. So, um, that was a great sale, but you know, let's back up a little bit because I've talked about where you find out about yard sales and a little bit about like things to look for. So if you're looking for vintage clothing, a lot of times it'll have like a picture of like a pile of clothes or maybe a rack with a few things on a thing. You kind of zoom in and you're like, is it vintage? Cause you know, I have to be honest with yard sales, you're dealing with people who don't really know a lot about old stuff. I think they're just kind of like selling stuff, getting rid of stuff. And so they're putting stuff out there and that's why you get the good deals, right? Because they don't know what they have or they might know what they have, but they don't know how to sell it or they don't know how to put it online. So their descriptions are probably not going to be as informative as you might need. So you really have to be able to be a detective and sort of zoom in and see anything that might look of interest. Now, if I see a yard sale that has like a lot of vintage uh, housewares and, you know, decor, I usually think they're going to have at least a few pieces of vintage clothing, but it really just depends. Um, You know, if you're a thrifter and you don't specifically source vintage clothing and you're into like I said, decor, home goods, furniture, books, other things that are not clothing, you're probably going to have a lot of luck at yard sales. There's always things to be purchased in that category. Vintage clothing is a little bit more uh, rare to find at yard sales, but it happens. I just want to take a moment to harken back down memory lane for a moment to the time that I walked up to a yard sale and it had racks and racks of 1940s and 1930s clothes. And I was just like, what is this life? How am I, how is this happening? And they were all like very reasonably priced. That's actually happened to me several times, which is, um, it's good and bad because once you have that sort of that peak experience of finding like 1930s and 1940s clothes at a yard sale, 
it can be hard to match that experience in other sales and subsequent sales because you'll always remember that as being like the best, but it happens. It absolutely happens. It's happened to me. So it is a possibility out in the world. Yeah. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta really search. You gotta look closely. Another example of an interesting thing that happened to me is I went to a yard sale. It was very small. I don't remember specifically what I was there to look at. I think there was some old hats or something in the picture. And um, look, I feel like every yard sale has old hats, like literally every single one. And I'm not big into old hats by any means. Like I'll sell them occasionally, but it's not like my go-to. But there were some old hats and maybe some gloves. So I thought, well, maybe there, maybe there's a possibility there's things that aren't pictured that are also old clothing. So I walk up and the woman who's there goes, Oh, great. You're the vintage lady. Come on in. And I was just like, wait, what, what is happening? So I was just like, well, I'm, I'm a lady and I'm into vintage. So I guess I'm the vintage lady. So this woman takes me into her house and she goes, the closet's back there. And takes me into a back room that is full of 1930s and 1940s and 1950s gowns and goes, just tell me what you want to get. I have more in the garage. I was like, what is happening? Am I going to be arrested? Like, is there, I started having a little bit of a panic attack because I was like, does she think I'm someone else? Did someone like set up an appointment with her to come in and buy? And she thinks it's me because, um, I don't know who this is and I've never seen this person in my life and she's inviting me into her home to per- to like shop her collection of vintage stuff. At that point like I I did have a little bit of a panic but I was just like, "You know what? I'm here. She invited me in. I'm doing this. <laughs> I am doing this." And I bought an entire carload of stuff. It was so random. It was so weird. It was so wonderful that like you can't make it up. I bought so much stuff and I don't know. I don't know. I really like in my heart, I hope that later on someone didn't go and show up and go like, Hey, we talked on the phone or I answered an, or, you know, I answered your ad or something. I'm so-and-so. And then there was like a lot of disappointment. I guess it's possible, but like in a moment like that, you have to take the initiative. You have to take the risk. There was a chance that person who maybe she had an appointment with could show up while I was shopping and be like, what are you doing? I have an appointment to buy this stuff. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I surrendered and I went with it and I got a carload of stuff and I took down her phone number and she actually, um, called me like later on and tried to set up an appointment with me to buy more things. But I don't know, I think she moved out of state, something happened. I don't know, but I didn't see her again. So I guess like it wasn't that bad, because she called me and tried to meet with me again. So the point is, even if you go to a yard sale, and maybe you don't see any vintage clothing, ask, always ask, hey, do you have any old clothes? Do you have any vintage clothes? Are you getting rid of any clothes? I ask every single time. And you would be surprised how many people do not have a clue that their clothing has any value. I mean, you would not believe how many times I've gone to estates, you know, are liquidating an estate for a family member or whatever. And when I ask about clothes, they just say, oh, we just donated everything. Oh, we threw it all in a dumpster. I'm going to tell you right now, like a piece of my heart dies every single time I hear those words. But what I've learned from that is that 
it's still under the radar. A lot of people just do not think that vintage clothing has any value. They're just like, it's just old clothes. I don't know. It's grandma's old clothes. Just she's gone. Let's get rid of it. Anybody want it in the family? No, we don't want it. Throw it away. Donate it. Take it to Goodwill, whatever. So um, ask because it's just not a given. People don't know that their things have value. Now, this is a really interesting um, thing that I heard recently that I'm still sort of like marinating in my mind about this idea. It was on a Facebook group and uh, I think it was a gentleman who does a lot of yard sales, sources at a lot lot of yard sales, said that he wears a t-shirt. I'm assuming he had it made. He wears a t-shirt that says, I buy old clothes. And I was like, is this genius? Is this a genius uh, move? Because he just wears it and, you know, he does buy old clothes. And I, <laughs> I kind of chuckled to myself like it's so obvious. But at the same time, how often do people like read your t-shirt? I guess they do. I mean, my husband literally designs t-shirts with this in mind. Like he's been doing this for years. And we make a lot of money off of people looking at t-shirts and being like, I want that. And then people commenting on someone's t-shirt and being like, I love your t-shirt. That's so funny. So people do read t-shirts. When this guy goes to yard sales in his I buy old clothes t-shirts, are people getting it? Are the people at the yard sales getting the message? Are they like, oh, you buy old clothes. Let me show you some old clothes in the back. Possibly. So I just thought it was an interesting idea. I don't know if, well, look, let's be real. I don't wear t-shirts. I just don't. So I probably won't be taking that advice. And that's because like my wardrobe is a walking advertisement for what I do. I wear weird vintage clothing all the time. And people might not read t-shirts, but they can look at a funky print or a crazy psychedelic outfit and be like, oh, you like weird old stuff. And I do feel like this has served me through my career in selling vintage clothing because people look at me and they go, oh, she likes weird old stuff. She'll maybe she'll like the stuff I have in my basement. Maybe she likes the stuff I'll have in my attic. Even if it's not like specifically my style, it's a calling card. Is calling card even a thing anymore? It's probably an antiquated term, right? But you get the idea. Like people look at my outfit and they have a thought about what I might be interested in. And they often comment about it. And And because of that, people notice and say something and then, you know, may, may have a sense of what I'm interested in. So it's pretty easy for me when I go out to yard sales and go to church, you know, not church sales, yard sales, specifically when you're driving onto someone's, you know, property and you're looking at their stuff, um, might say, oh, you, you know, you're into vintage clothing, but I still ask, I still ask everybody everywhere I go and you would be surprised at how many people say yes. Even if they don't have it out, they might have some in the house. They might have a bag that they're about to donate. So my advice to you is always, always ask at yard sales. You never know. Okay, so real quick, let's talk about one of my biggest pet peeves. (laughs) And if you're a person who goes to yard sales, you will know what I'm talking about. Well, we have a couple of pet peeves in our family. And it's so, um, it's, uh, we talk about it so much that our six-year-old son has even become aware of it and will point it out. And it's bad signs. Oh my gosh. And not bad signs like, you know, the sky opening up and thunder coming down. I mean, literal, like actual 
yard sale signs that people put out to tell you that they're having a sale and they're just poorly made, poorly thought out, poorly designed. Um, one of our big pet peeves is the uh, color choices. People who are like, I'm going to have a big white piece of paper and use yellow marker on it and you can't read it. Oh my gosh, the amount of yard sale signs that we pass where we literally can't read it. And you're like, well, um, I don't know, they could have like the uh, entire contents of some kind of like Victorian treasure chests there of clothes. But if I can't read your sign, I'm uh, probably not going to go to the sale. And, you know, we might leave a lot of treasure behind. We might. But it's one of the rules of the house. Like if your if your sign is not readable, we're not going. Uh, another one is when that you have a few signs and maybe the house is like they got the arrow signs. You're like, okay, this is going good, and then there's just no more signs. The signs have vaporized. You don't know where to go. There's no way. <laughs> there's no new signs telling you which direction you need to go. It just ends, and. Uh, that's annoying. That is a time suck when you're driving around and especially where we live, which is rural areas where you might be driving down like a dirt road for quite a while back into the woods. And you're like, am I going to get killed? Are these people going to kill me? Or is this going to be a really good yard sale? 50, 50. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, having really good signs is important. And another thing that and I talked about this last week about the estate sales. Don't like, don't lie on your yard sale signs, people. Don't lie on your Craigslist yard sale ad. Like, just be real with what you have. Like, don't try to trick people to drive up onto your property and go like five miles into the forest and dirt mud roads. And you get there and you said you had vintage clothes and you have like a pair of, you know, your grandpa's fishing boots. I don't know. Are fishing boots a thing? Yes, they are. Like with the suspenders, like they're old, they're vintage, they're clothing. No, don't do it. Don't do it. And look, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm over here preaching like you, the listeners are the people making the yard sale signs. I guess I'm ranting. I'm ranting about some pet peeves about the yard sale season, if you will. Uh, that's annoying. Um, let's talk quickly about rummage sales because I, I love a rummage sale. I really do. And, um, they don't happen that often. No, that's not true. They happen, but I feel like the, they're typically churches or like some sort of organization. Um, but the ones I'm speaking of specifically right now have been for churches and they just like, do not really advertise them at all. Every single time that I've come across one, it's because I've just been driving by randomly and there is a, a, a rummage sale happening, which is like exciting and fun and a great experience. And you're like, oh, yay, a random rummage sale. Um, but also, like, if you don't know about them, how do you find them? Right. So there are um, there have been a couple in my area that have been fabulous, but they're literally a rummage. They are piles of things, sometimes on tables, sometimes on a tarp, and you are digging through. Now, the good thing about rummage sales is they are cheap. They are very cheap. People 
I think churches get donations throughout the year of various things and they store it and they just throw it all out there and they're, they're like, go for it. I remember one particular rummage sale I went to and it, it was only once and then I never heard it about again, it again. And I like constantly kind of drive by the church and look for signs and be like, are they having it again? Are they having that sale again? Never seen it again. But that was a good sale because they had like a Halloween and a costume section of the sale. Everything was vintage. Everything. I found a 1940s rayon Pakimoo Hawaiian dress for like $2. They were like Hawaiian luau costume. Uh, that was a really good sale. Ugh. You know, I can't remember like math, but I can remember like every yard sale, estate sale, amazing vintage find I've ever had. That's just how my brain works. Uh, last year, I went to a rummage sale that I bought a boatload of very amazing vintage clothing boxes. I think about like five giant cardboard boxes full of vintage clothing. Spent a couple of hours rummaging and I think I spent $20 total. That was great. So if you have rummage sales in your area, definitely worth going to. I went to a church flea market last week. That was an absolute bust. It was horrible. It was in a Catholic church, a local Catholic church, and they had opened up their parish hall to have a flea market. And it was probably six tables total. It had one table for Tupperware. Another lady was selling Afghans. There was someone who'd thrown a bunch of broken jewelry on a table and been like, grab a handful. It's $5. And then um, a lot of church, Catholic church themed stuff, pamphlets, books, children's books. And I went to that and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to, I'm not enjoying this. I think I found one pair of earrings that I grabbed that were really cute nineties earrings. But then the church has a thrift store walked in and then there was a 1980s Fabrice beaded gown hanging on the wall. And I bought that. So, you know, you never know. And that's the thing about like yard sales, rummage sales, all of this stuff that we're doing. You just don't know what you'll find. And that is the call of the wild that keeps you going out there and keeps you looking and searching. It could be amazing. You could go to a yard sale and there's nothing there, but there'll be like, an amazing random gown just hanging on the on the garage door. And you're like, what? Why? Why are you here? So, you know, that's the fun of it. It can be disappointing, of course, if you go, you know, have a whole day of disappointment. And you're like, oh, I just like spent all day going to yard sales and I found nothing. You know, that sucks. It's a lot of gas, especially like if you're like me and live in a rural area and you're driving all around and you're like, oh, that was feels like a big waste of time. But you put in the hours and you, you know, get out there and you do the legwork and sometimes you find the amazing treasures and sometimes you don't. There's only so much you can say about yard sales. We know about them, right? But obviously have cash. I know we live in the age of Venmo and Cash App and Zelle and all the things that we can pay people. But um the reality is there is a large chunk of the population who is still not on board with any of these money transfer apps. And you might be like, oh, can you accept Venmo because I don't have cash on me and they have no idea what you're talking about. So it's always a good idea to have cash in your wallet. And frankly, like these days, I just try to keep cash like a hundred bucks, 200 bucks of cash in my wallet at all times, just because you don't want to miss out on a purchase because you don't have cash. It's annoying. And I actually hate carrying cash. I really, really do. 
But in this line of work, you still need to do it, even with the amazing technology we have. And always have bags. You already know I love my Hulkin bag. I bring it everywhere. And let me tell you, aside from being the vintage lady in my town, I'm also now the big bag lady in town because people stop me in the streets over this Hulkin bag. They're like, nice bag. <laughs> it's so crazy. But people notice it because it is such a good bag. And the fact that it has wheels, I won't, I won't keep, you know, I swear to you, every episode I'm not going to talk about the Hulkin bag, but I really love it. So, you know, have a couple of bags, have, you know, your Ikea bags, whatever you have, just have bags, have bags, have cash, ask if they have clothes, ask if they have more, ask what's in their house, what else are you selling, like talk to people, ask questions. And, um, you know, don't be afraid to make an offer. I have definitely been in situations where I've picked up a bunch of clothes and they're stained or something. And the people look, people are when they're doing yard sales, they're not like going over these things with a fine tooth comb. They are putting things in a pile on a rack and being like, just take it, buy it. So they might not necessarily look for the flaws. If you notice flaws or see something, make a reasonable offer. Or if you're buying a bulk amount of stuff and you feel like you can, you know, knock 10 bucks back and be like, hey, will you take 20 bucks for all of this? A lot of times they say, they say yes. And I will say I am very uh, mindful of being fair to people. So I don't lowball people. I don't go to a yard sale and try to like, you know, get one over and, you know, trick people out of their stuff. I'm very respectful of people's things and try to, you know, get, I want a deal, but I also want them to feel good about selling their stuff. So that as well. And, um, I just can't wait for yard sales to start. It's raining. It's raining all weekend. Hopefully we get some yard sales going soon here because. I'm excited. Church sales, yard sales. Yes, please. And on that note, I'm going to let you go. We are uh, getting ready. We're, we're exhibiting this weekend. We, my husband and myself, are exhibiting. We have a booth at World Goth Day. Very excited, but a lot of preparation. Now, I won't be selling at this event. I'm going to support Ben. He is doing live drawing and then he has some merch to sell. He is basically going as Let's Draw Goths, which is his, you know, little. I don't want to say little, that's rude. His uh, gig where he shows up at various events and draws goths. It's am- He's so great at it. It's so much fun. And I've been going with uh, him to various events for a long time. We used to do Comic-Cons and he, uh, we used to do a live drawing event together. So uh, we have taken a break from that because obviously we had a child, a small child. We still have a small child, but you know what I mean? Like a baby. And then I don't know, a pandemic happened. So it feels good to get back into the swing of being out in the public and working as a team. So I'm going to support him. I'm going to help, you know, at the merch table and to help with the flow of traffic, take payments. And it's going to be a lot of fun, but we're getting prepared for that. So I should go. But thank you for listening. I appreciate you all. And I think, you know, we have a couple more installments of this series about sourcing. There's some a couple things that I can talk about. I do want to talk about private buying. I'm just brainstorming out loud. Um, Oh, and you know what I did want to say? I do live vintage sales and I would love for my listeners here to pop on over to Facebook on Fridays at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to check out one of my live vintage sales. I know that we've talked about live sales in other episodes and I think it would be a good opportunity if you have ever wanted to 
do a live sale or even maybe purchase some of my vintage or just watch me in action, it would be a good opportunity for you to do that because I'm there live on VCA live sales every Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'd love for you to show up. And if you do show up, drop a comment in there and just say Thrifters Podcast so I know that you came from the podcast because that would be really cool to see. I'm going to let you all go. Have a wonderful weekend. And if you enjoyed this episode, drop me a coffee. Drop me. That didn't make any sense. Buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash the thrifters. I'll talk to you all in a week or so. Take care. Bye now.